0: You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs.
1: Hey, hey, welcome back to Speak Your Style. Today we have with us Renee Cunningham from Renee's Bridal in Mount Sterling, Kentucky.
0: Hey, Renee. Well, hello. Thank you so very much. I have been so excited about this very day that I could speak with you ladies. Yay!
1: We're so glad to have another Eastern Kentucky girl representing out of Mount Sterling.
0: Absolutely, I love our I love our beautiful town. As I sit here and look out my beautiful window, I think, "Wow, just uh, a great representation of Mayberry." Uh, I just feel like I live in Mayberry every day.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Sasha's trying to stack the deck with getting um, more Eastern Kentucky folks in here. I guess now I'm on to her plot. Oh, <laughs> you're figuring me out, Liz. <laughs> Well, Renee, tell everybody exactly what you do, because you are not necessarily a
0: traditional bridal shop because you sew things yourself. So talk about it. Yes. Thank you so very much. That is just like so great that you recognize that it's different, even though I am bridal and I have a lot of the same components that you would have if you went to what I call a normal Uh, Bridal store. I uh, am very different in that all of the dresses that are my in my store are mine. They are my designs. I've designed them. I've picked out the material, the designs, the lace, and my most favorite thing in the whole wide world sparkle and uh, And they're mine. And so a bride can come in here and say, I love the top of this dress and the bottom of this dress or show me a picture or even sketch it out herself. And in a short while, I can whip it up for her with my magic wand, and she comes back and it's done. Are you like a fairy godmother in that way? A lot of people call me that. They're like, they're, I, they're like, Renee is my own fairy godmother. I love it that she's able to take and dress me and to do to with what, a, what I, my needs are. You know, in weddings, if I just may say this one thing right quick is, and you get to go to the cake. Uh, the baker and artist and you get to say I want vanilla cream or I want champagne filling or I want strawberries I want this color fondant or not fondant flowers same thing I want roses I want petunias I don't know (laughs) I'm not a florist but you get to individually pick what your loves are why should a dress be any different And so that's what I give a bride. I give her the options to truly handpick her elements that best represent her on her very special day.
1: And I think that's great too, especially because it'll make that dress unique to her versus, you know, every, you know, having maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, going to a regular bridal store and having a dress that, you know, somebody else might have, it will make it unique to what she likes and her personality and her characteristics.
0: Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head that uh, it is so true because this is the one garment that will define and so express who she is that she'll ever wear in her life it is huge
1: it's huge it's so huge i always say it's a shame we only get to wear the wedding dresses once like i i one i don't know if i could still fit in mine and maybe i don't want to know but i would love to like pull it back out you know you hear about these parties or people wear them again and i'm just like yes because it was such a special dress and you know it was not inexpensive and you know you just love to relive those feelings and those memories but We
0: don't really do it more than once. I know that is so true. You know, I just saw on Facebook and I'm getting ready to post it on my social media where one of my brides last year got married. It was her one year anniversary and they got dressed up again and had a photo shoot. And I'm like, go girl, absolutely go. And she loved her dress. And most of my ideal customer is the girl who loves the dress who has dreamed of her dress who doesn't want to take it off who wants to get back in it and is just in love with the dress and so um she certainly uh is doing something that i think everyone should do matter of fact it's making me think that i need to get my dress out again and me and my husband need to get dressed up again and have a photo shoot so be looking for that Start a trend with that. Let's all go back and do that then. Yes! How fun would that be to host an event where we have a photo shoot and everything, and we have it all ready? All you have to do is bring you in your dress and your outfit and come, and we'll take a picture of you.
1: Now, somebody would have to find me a man first before, because
0: <laughs> we we can do that. We not only am I a fairy godmother, but I'm a wonderful matchmaker. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> good to know, otherwise I'd have to have like a stand-in. <laughs> what
0: about Earl the dog? We could put like a little collar on. Oh, yes, collar.
1: So I would sweet.
0: so take Earl. <laughs> yeah, so sweet. A lot, of, a lot of brides are incorporating their wonderful pets now, their dogs, and having them dressed up either in tuxedos or flower rings around their necks, so I love
1: that idea. Our nephew was married um, this past September, and our dog was not a part of any of it, but we hosted the rehearsal dinner under a tent in our backyard, and so I chose that opportunity as a reason that my dog needed a tuxedo, so he, he already had a little bow tie, so we dressed him up, and he pranced around the tent for a little bit before dinner, and then went back in the house, and that made me happy.
0: Absolutely, there's so much a part of our lives, right? You know, and so why wouldn't we make them a part of one of the days that is so special and so important and is important to us. So I agree with that, bring your pets along. Now Renee, how did you get
1: started in, I guess the bridal world? Well,
0: Well, I will, thank you for asking that question. That's kind of a, a question that kind of winds and turns and goes in many directions. If you've been in business for any time at all, what you usually start out to do or be is not what you end up being. Um, If you aren't willing to be flexible and change with the times and your talents and your love, then sometimes you get stagnant. And I'm so thankful that the Lord took me and put me in a place and made me to where I didn't have a choice but to change. And so I've been in business for 22 years now and I have done a little bit of everything. Uh, Early, early, early on, I was a kindergarten teacher and I loved my kindergartners and they were so honest and they were so loving. And I remember one day I was nine and this has nothing to do with bridal other than the fact that I've never had a bride on a bad day look at me and say this because I get asked all the time, would have you rather be a kindergarten teacher or do you love being a wedding gown designer? And I'm like, um, uh, a kindergartner told me one day on my worst day ever that I was beautiful, Miss Renee, you're just beautiful. I've never had a bride. Right on my worst day look at me and say miss Renee you are just beautiful <laughs> so but I loved them equally but um, I was uh, in Florida and uh, I had stopped teaching kindergarten due to uh, my first husband had gotten sick and it came upon me to be the sole uh, good provider the most most provider so with that in mind i took and i started selling and i hate to call it this but a costume slash junk jewelry out of the trunk of my car and i remember one time when i was um my very first shoot with tlc one of the not not a producer with tlc but one of the ladies that was on set with me said renee don't tell them this part of your story it disqualifies you to be who what you are and i'm like hmm but I am who I am, and there is no hiding it. But I literally started my business 22 years ago out of the trunk of my car, and it wasn't even a luxury car, it was a Saturn. They don't even make them anymore. <laughs> that makes the story all
1: the better because some people are going to say, What's a Saturn?
0: I had my little rubber made, uh, uh, bat, you know. Rubbermaid basket and I went in and I said I need to open a banking account because I'm going to be selling jewelry and they're like well what's the name of your business I'm like I don't know let's call me the jewelry lady and long story short one thing into the other went to the mall and I had a kiosk in the mall and I so it was Christmas time and oh I just sold so much jewelry I thought wow I love this and on my very, I'm so thankful for people who come into your life, that give you inspiration. And I had a girl come up to me on the day I was leaving and she said, can I have six of those necklaces? And I said, sweetheart, why do you need six of these necklaces? The same kind, and it was kind of sparkly cause I love sparkle. And she said, for my six bridesmaids. I said, why sure I can get them for you. Now I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I wasn't sure I could, but I knew I would certainly try. So I said, why sure I can. And so that has been my statement throughout business. Why sure I can. Why sure I can. Why sure I can. Cause why can't I, you know what I mean? So I ordered those and on my way home, I called my mother and I said to my mother, I know what I'm going to do. For um, career to help, A, put my kids through school, put a roof over their head, just because of this, uh, my husband not feeling well at that time. And uh, she said, What's that, Renee? And I said, Mama, I'm going to have me a bridal store. And my mother is a good old Southern woman from north carolina who loves to make fried chicken and can cook so good and is so truthful with all those yummy calories and she looked at she didn't look at me but i heard her looking at me over the phone and she said renee i just loaned you 75 dollars to feed my grandbabies what makes you think can open a store now my mama said that with love my mama didn't say that as you can't do that my mama said that in love and um i said mama i'm going to have me a bridal store i don't know how and you know we sit here today and we never we never took out a loan for our store i never took out anything I at that time now at that time I wasn't a designer okay at that time I was going down the path of a normal bridal store that went to market purchased her stores Maggie Sotera was the was the name of the day and uh and that's what I did but I ordered three wedding gowns didn't even have a didn't even have a dressing room it was pitiful I was in the food court of a mom and I come from very humble beginnings, but I remember the day I sold my first wedding gown without a dressing room. And I said, I can do this, I can do this. I sold those three wedding gowns, bought six. So those six bought 12. So those 12 turned my money around and around, walked around with holes in my shoes. And one day my mama called and said, I'm sending you some shoes, you're embarrassing me. I just thought to myself, $45. What could I make if I didn't spend that $45? I could take that $45 and I could put it in this and I could make myself $200 or $150. And so I never would spend money. I just would return it back into the business. We grew, we grew, we grew. And then one day a lady came into my store and we did do customization at that time. I had three wonderful seamstress, one from Greek, one from Germany, and then one from the Philippines that sold for me because we did a bucket load of business and, uh, and, and I had to have a seamstress because at that time I truly did not know how to sew. I got kicked out of sewing classes at 14. And uh, so to make a very, very long story short, a lady came in and said, I'll pay you anything. You can take the top of this dress and the bottom of this dress and merge it. And I said, sure. I walked into my seamstress, they said, absolutely not. And to make a longer story short, they walked out on me that day because I said, you do it or you you don't have a job. And they walked out on me that day. And my long-term employee of 14 years put her little hands on her hips and her name's Kimberly Pate said, Miss Renee, now what you gonna do hot shot? I said, well, we're gonna lock that door and me and you are gonna figure out how to do this. And so we took a dress apart and I said, we will be fine if we don't cut. I'm telling all my secrets. My, I'm gonna go home the, tonight. And my husband will say, why you tell all your secrets? So <laughs> endearing. Keep talking. <laughs> Am I talking too much? Do I hush? Do I need to hush? So I took these dresses apart, and I, I said, we'll be fine as long as we don't cut. Just open up those seams. And uh, so we put this dress in multiple areas and I hope this lady's not listening to me today, but we took and we hand sewed it back together because we did not know how to use the sewing machine. Kimberly and I went through a very crash course on -on one-on-one sewing, and we did it. We did it. The lady was proud. She got married. It was gorgeous. And I said to Kimberly one day, Kimberly, there is something to one of a kinds. There's something to us offering something that you can't get anywhere else. So at that time, I had 300 wedding gowns as a stock piece. If you're a wedding store, you have a lot of stock hanging there. And I started to taking everyone them apart. Piece by piece, and I would make a pile. This is the top. This is the bottom. This is the sleek ones. This is this, and then I just said, "You know what? I didn't like that skirt with that anyway. Let's redoing this." So I started making patterns out of them, and learning how to make a wedding gown and uh now we do it so much different it's but they're all mine but that's how i learned to do it i didn't go to school and i know that's not the romantic i know that's not the way that most people do it i hope it doesn't discredit me but i truly feel like what that does is gives me a lot of credit because I learned from the ground up and myself, I learned more than what a classroom would have ever taught me. And the, the, it's more than what's on the outside of the gown than what's in, it's more about what's in the inside of the gown, the foundation of that gown, the corsets in it, the boning in it, the lining in it. And so I just love it. <laughs> now, whoa! I'm sorry I went on a rant, re- that was the story. <laughs> I think that's great, um,
1: and I wholeheartedly disagree that it discredits you at all because I think the selling out of the trunk of your car is is so important to that story because it you didn't just come out of nowhere. You know that's how you built and worked your way up. Um, I you know similar. I've started my business in my one bedroom condo way back when. Um, And I saw something a while back, um, and I shared it on LinkedIn, but it was a picture of multiple garages. And so it was talking about Apple started here and all these major corporations, you know, this one started here, this one started here. And I was like, there's nothing to be ashamed of, because you everyone has to start somewhere. Um, And much like you, I started my business debt-free and that meant a lot to me because it was just, you took what you earned, you parlayed it back into the business and then you kept
0: snowballing that. So I think that's amazing. And I think that people who keep a debt-free business, you're able to, you're able to survive during times that we are in. You're able to survive. I survived Now, this was when I was in Florida, okay? I now have, uh, even though I still do what I love, I have a new life. I have a husband that moved me here from Florida. Uh, We got married two years ago. You know, uh, I had that dream wedding, but going through recessions and hurricanes and that you were shut down for months, if you're not debt-free and if you don't think about these things and if you're in business, it can truly cut the bloodline off. So I love to be debt free. And I
1: love your story about
0: teaching yourself
1: how to sew because I had to take sewing in um, college and I did not do a very good job <laughs> at sewing. I think Miss um, <laughs> Kip, if you are listening, I think that at the last project, she was like, just turn it in and we're just going to give it a grade and move on. <laughs> it was that bad. I mean, we, we, God love her. i <laughs> went above and beyond but yeah she at the end was like just turn in whatever this is and we're just gonna call it a day and I said thank you because I don't have any intentions of sewing I would like to learn how um but at that time I just sewing I mean it's a hard task it is So a button my husband I'm embarrassed to say is the one in our house that will sew the
0: button because I can't do it I'm, I'll just take it to someone and I'm like can you fix this Right, and and that was me. I remember being like 13, 14, and my mom sewed us up for sewing classes through the summer, and my sister's two years older than me, and I remember the day that they met my mom at the door, and they had my sister, and I had my little, it's pink, It was a pink sewing uh, uh cart, and they looked at my mom and said, Teresa can come back. Renee, not so much. Let's just keep her home, and I'm like, Oh, but now look at me. (laughs) But you know, I didn't have a desire to do it. And it's all about wanting a desire to do something. And I didn't have a desire or a need. But the second that I had a desire or a need, watch out world, because I will conquer it if I have a desire and a need to do it. And that's the way most anybody is about anything. They just have to have the love, the desire, and the need. Liz I can't
1: wait to see Billy next <laughs> I know I feel like I reveal these little snippets about him like episode by episode <laughs> we'll be done and I'm like well so I said this today so just be ready when that comes out so now you're probably gonna be like Billy can you sew my buttons can you do this whatever uh, I'm gonna send Billy a sewing kit in the mail <laughs> just as like something funny <laughs> That's please cute. do that please do that his mother will be so proud actually of his you know his sewing skills he also for anyone that cares can fold a fitted sheet better than I can so if I have folded the sheets in the house they've got wrinkles everywhere if he's
0: folded them they're very precise so that's very impressive that's that's very impressive if he ever needs or is looking for extra work always looking for an extra seamstress <laughs> be careful what you wish for I don't think about that
1: So I feel like you said something when you were talking about your story, Renee, about your first TLC shoot, and then we kind of kept going. So let's circle back to that. And what do you mean your first TLC shoot? Because that sounds
0: amazing. Oh, thank you. It was so amazing. I uh, uh, was asked or got in contact with, and I was able to do, and I don't know if you're familiar with the family, the Duggars, the 19 Kids and Counting on TLC, uh, a very conservative family. And understand, I come from a conservative background. I went, my my father sent me to Florida to a very conservative Christian college where the elevators were on one side for the boys and the elevator on the other side for the girls. And my dad said, that's where my girl's going. (laughs) And it all had to do because of those elevators. i was like dad <laughs> so regardless uh they are very modest in their uh ap- apparel and uh so they needed someone who would understand their word and their definition of modesty because i feel like that word is uh, sacred and has its own definition to each and every female i don't think that it's a definition that's universal And so when uh, they came to me, I knew what they wanted and what they needed. And this, because you're modest or you want something in your wedding gown, uh, doesn't mean that you should have to just sew a piece in and it'd be very tacky. I think that you can make it into the gown. So that's how I got uh, to be able to be their wedding gown designer. I now have done a total of probably five wedding gowns for the Duggars. And then another family that is on um bringing up Bates and the up national television i have done five of their wedding gowns also so i have they keep me busy they give me a short amount of time but i am so blessed and honored to be able to be called uh when when they need a wedding gown so it's lots of fun. lots of fun the behind the scenes is crazy There's 20 cameras in my store, cameramen, producers, and them, and they come come with lots. (laughs) So, and lots of opinions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, there's always opinions with wedding dresses. How did they find you in the first place to reach out
0: for that first dress? Well, I actually reached out to them. I, uh, when their first daughter, Jill, got married, I composed a letter and tore it up. When their second daughter got married, I did the same thing. I composed a letter, tore it up. Who could validate me? No one has heard about me. I am an independent designer, meaning I just design for whoever walks through my door. And it doesn't mean I'm national or anything. It just meant that no one had heard of me. So I didn't want them to think I was crazy stalker. And at that time, I really didn't realize the depth that they were. Uh, and how many followers they had. I, I wasn't a devout follower. I just knew that they needed modest wedding gowns. Uh, so um, I, on one day, one of my workers came in and said, Miss Renee, did you know that Ginger Duggar got engaged? And I said, no. She said, write a letter in this time, send it. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I need somebody to validate me and say, she can do what she says she can do. She's very good. If she says she can do it, she can do it. I said, I'm not going to do it. 30 days prior before that, I met a lady on Facebook who knew the Duggars. And I picked up the phone and I called her and I said, would you validate the very fact that you know me? And would you mind picking up the phone and calling them and asking them if they would mind meeting with me? And she was so gracious to do that. And, um... That's how it began. And then I go, I fly out to all the weddings. I stay there a week. I'm their personal alteration seamstress for the guys, for the girls. They take wonderful care of me and it is fun. It, it is fun. And then uh, when Ginger, when this is election time, right? Ginger's about to go for her fourth wedding anniversary here on uh, the 1st of November. And my dress would have made the front page of People Magazine if Trump wouldn't have won the election. (laughs) We made the centerfold, but still, it was so neat to see that my design, little me starting out the trunk of my car, was in my my designs, was in People Magazine and being talked about all over the world.
1: I mean, like I have tears in my eyes. Like I just love that story and I think it's
0: so stinking cool. Thank you, thank you. It it is, it is. And I remember I was a bundle of nerves the first time, and now it's old hat. Just come on in. I mean, we even keep some of the equipment here that the production company keeps because they were coming so often. Then they were coming very often in the store, and um, and it's it's been it's been a very very true 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 blessing to have that and to be able to serve them. They're very kind, very gracious people, and they have been to me.
1: Renee, I commend you for, you know, reaching out to them and taking that extra step and really kind of thinking outside the box on how to, you know, reach out to them. And, you know, I mean, I think that's great for people to hear, you know, that may have things that they want to do or people they want to reach out to, but, you know, they're afraid that they're not, you know, qualified or... You know are they going to say no or are they going to say yes so i commend you for doing that because look what happened out of
0: it just because you know you took that extra step i think that's really cool thank you when i when i did i only thought well i'll do gingers and that will be it but and i and i, I never dreamed that we would have a personal relationship um with, with them and i will text and they will text we will stay in touch Ginger, I just did, uh, and it'll come up on my YouTube channel, but I just put her and did an interview with her about her love story, the wedding dress, and the process of it, what she thought when she met me, and, uh, and now we're just really, uh, we're, we're really great friends, and I, I thank them for that. They're, they're amazing. They're wonderful. I can't say enough about them. But uh, I know them on a different level other than just being TV stars. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, but I tell everybody, if you like watching them, and if you like them on TV, you would like them so much more, even out. If it's possible, they're more gracious and more kind, even in person.
1: That's so cool. That's, that's really cool. And I mean, who would have thought, right? You know, people kind of think Kentucky's still off the beaten path and Mount Sterling is a small place. And so just, you would never imagine that, you know, a small shop like this would get that kind of exposure and reach. And I think that's awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. We do too. And we are, we we may not ever get a call again. We may not, they may never use me again, but it has been a joyful ride and stressful. I will tell you is stressful. When the last wedding I did was Abby Duggar's and I was planning my wedding here in Kentucky at the same time and this is a little behind the scenes and when I got the call to Abby Duggar's wedding John David called me and he said hey Miss Renee and I said yes and my husband and I was sitting there filling out our invitations to our wedding on the couch in our living room and he said would you uh Got somebody here to talk to you. I want you to do her dress if you would. And I said, Well, that's great, John David. Uh, when's the wedding? November the fourth. I'm like, oh, okay. And my husband sent there and I said, Do it? Do I do it? Because that was the date on our (laughs) invitation. We changed our wedding date four times because of TV weddings, because they were happening back to back. The Bates were getting married at the same time, and they were getting married, and so we ended up changing our wedding date four times. And my husband's like, "This is the last time you're changing it on me." <laughs> I have the invitations to prove it. <laughs> he was starting to think you didn't really want to do it. You kept changing the date on him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So when we went out and we flew out to Oklahoma, we were sweet, sweet Abby. And I'm so thankful I did it. You know, I'm so thankful that I did her dress. She was just a light. She's just beautiful. She's inside beautiful. And I think that's so important to be inside beautiful and uh, so gracious. And when she found out that I had changed my wedding, so, 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 so grateful, but uh, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And later, Les and I had our day in December and it was just the way it should have been. I
1: love that. Now, can you talk about, excuse me, if someone were to um, be in the market, for a dress and wanted to, um, you know, get in touch with you or meet with you, what is the process that they would have to, I guess, maybe go through on having a custom
0: dress made? That's a very great question. Thank you so much for asking that. And you know, it differs for everyone. I get a lot of of out-of-state brides that just pick up the phone and call me and we talk and we talk it through. And I, we, right now, like we're doing Zoom, we can do Zoom. They don't have to necessarily come, especially because of everything that the whole world is going through, travel's not easy, but I, I say the easiest way because I love it is to pick up that phone and dial that number that's on my Facebook and dial that number that's connected to me because it's my cell phone and I have it with me 24 7 and I answer my own phone. You will not hear a secretary, you will not hear an assistant, It is me. I get all the time. (gasps) It's really you? You answer your own phone? I'm like, absolutely. My brides get me. I want to talk to my brides. I want to talk to my customers. And um, so just pick up that phone and call me and let's chat and get to know one another. There is Facebook where you can book an appointment, but I want to know you before you walk through that door. I want to know what makes your heart beat. I want to know a little bit about your love story. I love love and I love the story behind the love that brought you to me. And that helps me help design who you are to be able to pick out things for you. So the easiest way, find me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook, book now, call me now and let's just chat.
1: Now I'm intrigued. How long will it take you to create, um,
0: a custom dress? Well, um, if I'm doing it for TV, less than two months. They, I get very little time for that. So yes, I can do it in a short amount of time. I've had a gown that I have spent at least a year of my life on. Uh, and every time I see that gown, I'm like, you have a year of me. <laughs> every time my sweet bride posts it on Facebook, I'm like, that took a year of my life. <laughs> oh, but most of the time, I try to keep a lot of things in the same uh, frame as what a normal bridal gown would, would take. And right now, I'd say if you're getting married and it's a year out, you need to contact me or you need to go decide on a gown. It doesn't matter if it's with me or anyone else. But I try to keep it along the same line as what the industries is. But I can really make any deadline you need me to make. <laughs> I think that's pretty impressive
1: because in my mind, when I think of anything custom, I just think significantly longer than if I were just to walk into a store, whether it's furniture or clothes and, you know, pluck it off the rack or, you know, have it tailored to me. So I think that's pretty impressive that you're attempting to try to match other, you know, timelines of ready-made stuff that would just be altered.
0: I just felt like early on, it was important to keep a lot of things the same in the industry, so that the bride doesn't get so overwhelmed. Well, I know it's supposed to be this way. It's very hard for brides to switch and to really understand and grasp what I am and who I am and what I can do for them. So to keep them on the same level in the bridal world, we call it, it's a whole different world. When you get that ring, you become a different person. You start to think different. So because of that, I try to keep it as simple and as enjoyable and so and we want to celebrate as much as we can uh and keep those nerves down just a little bit. Was it hard for you to hone in on
1: what you wanted in your wedding dress since you knew so much or did you just have it envisioned?
0: No you know I stay true to who I am and even in my designs I stay true to who I am and Sasha can I just say a shout out to you because I feel like that's what you do in your store. I think mine in your heartbeat pretty much could probably be the same type of love. I love a classic look but yet a girly look. You just can't get any better than something that's so feminine and that's who I am. I'm a princess bride from A to Z. Um, my dress had a lot of sparkle on it. I incorporated a lot of meaning in my dress and I like for brides to do that also. My husband uh, he um, shows horses and they have silks and they have this diamond edge. I mean, I'm not originally from Kentucky, so all of this is new to me. But they have this diamond pattern in their silks that they wear when they ride the, ride behind the horses and, and ponies. And I'm, I'm embarrassing him right now. <sighs> We're not going to let him listen to this. And anybody else from Kentucky, I apologize, okay? <laughs> I'm
1: not an equine aficionado either. Keep, you're fine, you're good. He's gonna say, Renee, I've
0: told you. (laughs) But it had these crosses. So I found this pattern in lace that had the same cross and design that his silks had in them and his family is traditional long-term bloodline of being in horses. So I said, I'm gonna incorporate that in my dress somewhere. So I did. And so I love to be able to do that. Now, did I know that? No, but I knew I would have a ball gown. I knew my train would be long and breathtaking and I knew I'd have sparkles. And uh, so that's what I knew. So I just had to sit down and start designing. One little thing about my dress is I designed three Uh, and my mom and family's not from here. And I didn't have my tribe, but I still wanted to have that experience. So I got these dresses to a certain stage where they were not all the way finished, but I got them to a stage where my now husband could come in and look at them and I let him choose which gown I would finish. And so he took me out with me, choose my wedding gown and I finished it. And so it's kind of special that way too. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. I
1: mean, that's really special that you were able to do that. Non-traditional, but... When you're close to 50, you know, I think tradition kind of goes down the drain. <laughs> yeah, what you end up <laughs> doing with the other two dresses. I thought you were going to say you did like an a outfit change multiple times.
0: Well, you know, so funny. So, so funny. Thank you for bringing that up. I I love red and I love velvet. And one of them was a red velvet wedding gown. And I thought how classic, how beautiful that would be, especially at Christmas time. I really thought he would choose that one. He didn't. So I was going to change into that. I brought it to the to the to the uh, I brought it to the wedding venue and everything. It was my full intent to change. And then I said to him, "I'm going to go change." And he looked at me, and he said, "You look so pretty. Why would you want to change? I love this dress. I picked it." And so I never changed. <laughs> but I bustled the red dress, but I did not bustle the ceremony dress. So at the reception, my friends that came that had worked with bridal with me, I was a little embarrassed, but they got up in there and they pinned it so it would stay up. But I, I could not change after my dear husband looked at me and said, I love this dress and you look so pretty. I mean, it just made that other dress be like, "Wow." You know, so I didn't change.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, I feel like I, I need to find a man and get married now. After listening to all the all this all this love stuff, um, he, he can squeeze your heart for sure. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, can you talk about uh, when your brides come in? Do they normally have a budget set in mind for a custom dress? Because I know sometimes, like when I think custom I think oh gosh like this is going to be you know an ex. I mean I know a gown you know in itself is expensive but once you kind of add on customizations you know is it can you talk about budgeting or when
0: you know when they come in how that works absolutely I'm so glad you asked that question because I love to talk about budgets because it doesn't matter if you're going to look for a car a couch if you're coming into your store Sasha or if you're hiring you, your dear friend, to do. Uh, you have to know what your budget is. Is that not the truth? So a lot of times it is based upon my customer. Now there is a sense where I'll have to say, I don't think that your inspirations and your budget match. So are you open to talk? But I tell everyone I start at 1800 uh, and I go up from there. Going back to trying to be in the wedding business and keeping a lot of the things normal as into the regular bridal industry, I try to keep my prices at the same thing also. Um, I do not feel, now I have designed dresses from that mark all the way up. Um, So I try to tailor it to their budget if I can. If you show me a picture and I say, that's eight thousand dollars. I mean, you know, and you have a budget of a thousand. I can't work a magic here, but I can offer you this for this amount. But I started at eighteen and worked my way up from there, and work with pictures and show you sometimes often what's making this dress go up is the lace. If we'll change that lace, boy, we can do a lot with that. So again, that's another reason why it makes it so special to come to me is because I can work with certain budgets and um, it breaks my heart. I want every girl, again, if you love that dress, sometimes, I shouldn't say this, but I am a lover of a female who loves the dress. So I can work real hard and real little for someone who is in love with the love of the dress. (laughs) But we do start at 1800.
1: I think the education of the customer goes a long way because I have the same um, situation sometimes with clients. You know, they'll come to me to update a space in their house, and you know, this is the vision, but the budget may not fully match up, and so we have to figure out ways to make that work. Um, And sometimes people just don't know because a wedding dress is not something you go out and buy every week. Um, And home furnishings is not something people buy a lot either. You know, I may have somebody who hasn't done their house in 20 years. And so what something cost 20 years ago and the quality level is very different than now. And so sometimes it just takes talking to people and kind of educating them on what, what the industry is like now.
0: The national average for a wedding gown is eighteen hundred, just cross board eighteen hundred, and that's nothing special. That's just your 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 wedding gown is eighteen hundred, and often mamas will come in, and I like to have this talk before. That's why I'm like, pick a phone and let's chat. Let's get to know each other. Let me let you in on bridal one oh one before you step in, so that no one's embarrassed and you don't feel like it, and it's a positive experience but mama will say sometimes well i only paid 300 for my dress and i said yes i'm sure you did and i'm sure it was lovely and a gallon of gasoline was what or a gallon of milk what was it then okay same thing and isn't that true girls so so hard because you're I know exactly
1: what you're saying you just have to look at how things have changed over time that people don't make those
0: connections yeah so I try to help make them for them and mama's like well I guess you're right I'm like so it's fun it's fun
1: so I'm obsessed with the movie father of the bride I've always loved it I always thought it was amazing that they could have her wedding at their house I think Steve Martin's funny and then When my nephew was getting married, I just kept walking around quoting it because I was saying, this is my father of the bride moment because we don't have children. So anyway, I was just being the weird aunt that I am. Um, And so I remember when we watched it right before um, Sam's wedding, like they were talking about the budget. And so, I mean, whatever that budget was, it was like 30 something thousand in the 90s. I thought it was like, I mean, that's a pretty hearty budget and so anyway I just found myself calculating it out like per head and just looking at price of wedding then versus price of wedding now
0: it's it is and I wished I knew what the average cost of a regular wedding is I apologize I don't know I usually stay in my corner and my corner is gowns but um I don't think I want to know I think I'd be horrified to know yeah it can get up there I mean a photographer can be five thousand and Three, three to five, you know, a cake. I mean, it can, every little division can, um, and I usually tell my brides, listen, pick three things that mean the most to you. If you have a centerpiece in every corner of the room, it doesn't become a centerpiece. Just choose something to be the centerpiece and it will be the centerpiece. But if you cloud it up with everything else, nobody's gonna see that centerpiece. So think about the what's most important and then work your way out. And that's where you spend your money. Or in my opinion. It's all my opinion. <laughs> no, that's good advice. That's good
1: advice. Sasha, hear us, you should elope. Spend all your money on a dress and just run away. That's what, I, uh, that's what I say all the time. I said, when I do find a man and I do get married, I'm just gonna spend all my money on the dress and call it
0: a day. It'd be Go my to the courtroom. <laughs> I love the bride who was in love with the dress (laughs) and hey right now with everything that's going on I have seen some amazing courthouse weddings on the courthouse steps and then the celebration afterwards of love I mean I think with everything that's going on right now it has forced our brides and even us in our regular lives what you say to really peel back what's really important and what's not and, um, it's about at the end of the day, being with the people that you love the most, the most, and, um, making a very celebrate moment. I think that's very valuable.
1: I've always said a big wedding is wonderful and you know, whatever you want to do, it's your day, but I, it really needs to be about the marriage, not about that event, because if it's <laughs> not, then that event and that day is, is all for not. The focus is on the wrong thing. Um, and so my husband kept saying when our nephew was getting married, I keep talking about it, but you know, as long as at the end of the day, you're married, that's all that matters. So let's see what COVID does, what it doesn't do to your plans. Um, my coworker, she always wanted to go to get married on the beach. And so that's what they did. They, um, Florida was shut down for a little bit and they just waited and they went down and they had their perfect little ceremony. And she was like, that's all I wanted. And like you're saying, she was focused on the dress and
0: him and that's what they did and that's beautiful that's just as beautiful as a high church wedding you know it's just as beautiful I I don't think
1: my mama would let me get married at the courthouse
0: I don't think 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 so so either (laughs) I don't even know your mama but I have watched on it nah surely not
1: (laughs) oh it wouldn't go over very well I keep saying that's my plan but I don't I don't think it would go it wouldn't make it very far (laughs) I think you have an amazing property to be able to have a, a little father of the bride moment out there an at home wedding there in a big way. Yeah. It's beautiful out there. It'd be fun to have a, a nice country wedding. You could have the geese swans. You could have like your whole menagerie out there. I know we, we laugh um, on our podcast recordings cause we have ducks and geese and all that good stuff. And, um, They always make some kind of an appearance
0: in all of my, in all of my events. And they should certainly make an appearance on your wedding day. (laughs) Hey, Sasha, we could go ahead and plan it and just wait for the man. I mean, you know, hello. We don't have to wait on him. We can just go ahead and have it planned. So when he is, so when he does come around and he is sent, then, oh my goodness, we're ready. (laughs) I can just be like, hey, look, nice
1: to meet you. We have everything planned out. All you need to do is just love me and show up
0: (laughs) you know you would be shocked i am not telling a story when i tell you this i'm telling the gospel truth (laughs) i have three wedding gowns upstairs that have been purchased and they're not dating are engaged but she knows that's her dress and they're just waiting but it's there
1: (laughs) there's still hope for me yet (laughs) That won't freak anybody out. (laughs) Hi, I have my wedding dress. I'm Liz. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying we could. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, So Renee, we always wrap up our podcast in the same way. You know, it's called Speak Your Style. So we want to learn more about your style. And given that I'm in the home industry, I'm curious to know how you would describe
0: um, your home fashion sense. Oh, okay a funny story that right before I moved up here my husband just redid his house and it's all in horses (laughs) and to a Florida girl who never really knew horses were a big thing until we came here uh what I live and I I do love I wouldn't change it for anything right now in the world uh that's what he did and uh but I probably would be very classic and very um Something that would last, is that is that a style? Something that would be tried and true. I do love a chandelier in the bedroom and in my closet and in my bathroom. <laughs> what is that?
1: <laughs> chandelier traditional, a classic. We'll call that your style. We'll give it its own name.
0: <laughs> I have 10 chandeliers in my store and they make me happy. <laughs> Back to that sparkle, right? There's Nothing
1: wrong with a little bit of a chandelier. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so now, you know, my question would be, how would you describe your fashion
0: choices? Very classic, very tailored and very classic. And um, I, this is, should be, I should be ashamed to say this, but I still have some things in my closet that I bought eight, 10 years ago that I could take out in sweaters that just never go out of style. I'm just classic all the way. I cannot wait to get my new pink little poncho from you today. (laughs) Is it the pink one with the bow? Yes! Girl, I own that one. We should. I wish you had had it. We could have all had that on in
1: this Zoom today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I say that, but I love Leopard too, so I'm not exactly sure Leopard is classic. But you know what? Leopard has been around a long time, girls, so I think it's classic, don't you? And it's a neutral too. I mean, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so I. I, I'm just so totally in all of that. Love it. Love, love it. Sasha, I think uh,
1: Renee and then my friends that bought that pink cape, we're all going to walk around just matching. I mean, I'm never going to go anywhere and not run into someone in that cape now. It's the cutest. I ordered I ordered one for myself in both colors, so I have both the the pink and the bone, but I thought, you know, I don't really know exactly where I'm going to wear it to at this point, but I thought when I do go out, that's going to be the first thing that I wear. <laughs> absolutely i just might wear it down the street just say, you guys when it came i had just finished working out so i went to the front door and i got it and I'm, this is so goofy i'm like sweaty and i put it on over my workout clothes i just started dancing around the house and billy was like oh my word and i was like this is so great i love this poncho
0: doesn't it just make you feel girly like on easter morning when you're eight years old, and you're in your little pink dress, and you're rolling around, you know, I don't know, just fun memories. Yeah, this makes you feel so girly. Sasha, give joy to our homes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's funny, you know, I look at so many things, and I see so many different apparel items, and things like that, that, you know, some of it just gets really repetitive, but yeah. when I find something, like when I come across that cape, I was like, <gasps> oh my goodness, like, well, I'm ordering these, and I'm ordering me one for myself, you know, what I mean, it's just, you fall in love with some of this stuff, so then, as people order it, and it goes out, and I pack it up, and I'm like, oh, this is my little baby, and it's going to all these people, and, you know, it just warms your heart.
0: It does, it does, that, that, it makes you happy, doesn't it? It's like Christmas morning, I bet, at your house or your shop wherever you receive your yes.
1: And it's funny because normally, you know, it's just me here. So when the boxes come in, it's usually just me getting excited about it. But where I'm operating out of my parents' home, you know, I have my mom and my sisters and even my dad now. It's like, you've got a box. What is it down there? (laughs) (laughs) So now everybody's involved, but you know, it is what it is. We love it. But Renee, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, it's been great to get to talk to you, to see you. I know our listeners can't see you, but um, I guess to finally meet you over Zoom and to hear your story. Um, and I guess if you would like to let people know where they can find you. I know you had talked about your phone, your uh, contact phone number and Facebook and all that
0: good stuff. So if you want to tell people where they can find you. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Facebook is the best way. It's Renee's Kentucky, Renee's Bridal Kentucky. And then you can also find me on Instagram, Instagram, Renee's underscore bridal. And then my phone number is 850-291-2174. And yes, that is 850.
1: Thanks for listening to Speak Your Style. Your feedback means a lot to us. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any feedback or special requests, you can direct message us on social media. You can find me, Liz Toombs, and my business, PDR Interiors, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can find me, Sasha Bowlby, and my business, Sash & Bo Boutique, at Facebook and Instagram.